Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Greetings, beautiful people, and welcome to Queen's Stand Up Support Network Radio. Our purpose and intention is to create a non-judgment zone of support for the leaders and those working to be the change they want to see, where we increase our awareness regarding the experiences that manifest as we navigate through this adventure we call life. Increasing awareness allows us the opportunity to choose to align with the actions necessary to manifest the desired change. You give all of you every day working to live on purpose, and now we intend to give back to you by empowering you to tune into your souls. Let us pray. Almighty divine creator, as we grow from strength to strength, we give thanks for this day and the opportunity to expand our vibration as infinite choice makers. Thank you for showing us the way of healing. We are open to receive as we continue to align ourselves with peace. May our homes and hearts be forever filled and surrounded with happiness, healthiness, love, and forgiveness as we live in the present moment, our most powerful point of being. In the name of the Father, the mother, and the child. Amen, mut, kanshu. Ashe. So let it be. about generating meaningful profit. And the whole idea around that concept is connecting with people authentically and generating real solutions to everyday challenges that naturally produce revenue. So you can go ahead and listen to that show by visiting queensstandup.com. Today, beautiful people, we're here to talk about how to be a successful quitter. Have you ever felt embarrassed by the fact that you had to walk away from a goal or maybe uh, a group, an organization, a job, or just maybe a friendship, a relationship? 
Perhaps you've bought into the well-known fallacy that quitters never win. The truth is winners quit all the time. The difference between a successful quitter and a quote-unquote failing quitter is knowing when and how to quit. Today, we're here with a guest host who has studied several theories on the subject of quitting and has developed a four-step system on how to do it with purpose and direction. Dr. Stanley G. Robertson. And welcome to our show, Dr. Stanley. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good, and thank you for having me. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that you're doing good. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Dr. Stanley, and how you, you know, started with this particular topic of being a successful quitter as your focus and branding. Well, yeah, I've studied many. In in fact, I've read every book on the subject of quitting, and I've studied every theory that I could get my hands on in relation to the idea of quitting. The, The thing that got me on this path is that my son, who is a uh, Marine Corps officer, he was coming to the end of his final, uh, coming to the end of his tour of duty, and he was thinking about getting out of the Marines. So, um, in other words, he was thinking about quitting, uh, doing that career, and he wanted to do something different. He had been asking me about my opinion. Now, I thought that he really wanted to get out, but that he wanted an excuse. It's, it's kind of like you don't want to quit. If you quit doing something, then we consider that as a failure, and that's a bad thing in this society. Now, of course, he decided to stay in, but uh, the, the bottom line is the way that I came across the idea is that since I was telling him, no, you need to stay in, you need you need to don't get out, this is a great career, this is going to really set you up for life, but once I realized Maybe he doesn't want to be doing this. It occurred to me that people should not be afraid or um, people should not be unwilling to let go of things that are not working for them. Uh, so that that's how I thought about the idea originally. Okay, okay. So you have to basically assess what I'm hearing is you have to assess why you want to quit. And then, mm-hmm. yes, you do. Okay, so you do have to assess why you want to quit. But I think the heart of this concept, the heart of the heart of this four-step process, really comes down to uh, step number two in the process, which is that you have to understand negative emotions. I think that's the main thing that causes people not to disengage. So, in other words, we keep doing things that we should have let go long ago because of the emotional attachment we have to those things. The The idea behind quitting, there are two things that has to happen if you really want to be successful in terms of quitting or letting go of something. Um, this is referred to as goal disengagement. Uh, the first thing is you have to quit the effort. The second thing is you have to quit the commitment. And quitting the effort means stop doing the thing. If you if you're in a relationship, a, a bad toxic relationship, if you're in a job you hate, if you live in a city that you don't want to be in, quitting the effort means stop doing the thing. 
And then the second part of that is quitting the commitment. Now, that's a little bit more difficult because quitting the commitment means that you let go of the emotional attachment to the thing. And I'm afraid that that's what causes people not to disengage is that emotional attachment. And, 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 and in fact, that's why we see so many marriages and divorces that are, that are so uh, – that end so badly because you quit the, the marriage or the, or the relationship, but you still have this emotional attachment, um, and that's what causes things to go haywire. Okay. Okay, so you're – I need you to explain a little bit more about the difference between um, and the commitment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you said. The, you, mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is that if you're going to quit something, there is both of the both of those elements exist. You have to quit the effort. Um, I'll give you an example for. Um, I had a friend who was playing football. He um, and this is when he was in college. He did a very good job playing football in college, but once he got to uh, graduated, he wanted to go pro. He did get a tryout for a professional team, but he he missed the flight. He wasn't able to make it to the tryout. As a result of not being able to make it, he lost his opportunity to be a professional football player. He never gave up the commitment to that dream, to that goal. So in other words, when he was not able to play, the effort was gone because he couldn't, you know, physically he could not try out. He couldn't get to the, get to the, um, the camp. However, Mm -hmm. the commitment was still there. And since he was still committed to this idea of becoming a professional athlete, it caused him to have emotional turmoil inside. In other words, he kept tracing, chasing that dream, and it led him down a bad path because he couldn't let go of it. Uh, there, there's another mm-hmm. uh, young lady that I know who had a, got a divorce from her husband. She was in a very toxic relationship, and she was overweight, so she referred to herself as fat. She said she had been fat-shamed and bullied because of her weight. Eventually, she got a divorce from her husband. So once again, she let go of the effort. In other words, she let go of the relationship, but she still was committed to that person. And by still continue to be committed to that person, she would she she had self esteem issues. She had um, psychological problems, and by doing that. She, when she finally did let go of that individual, in other words, she she disengaged from him. When she finally did that, she lost her weight. She became very healthy. Her self esteem skyrocketed, and she gained more success in her life. So the idea that you have to give up the commitment is a very yeah. strong. Uh, that's a very important thing that has to happen if you're going to uh, disengage from a goal. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. So it sounds like what I'm hearing from you is when we are still committed emotionally, it's, we're not moving on. And by not yes. moving on, we're, we're not wholeheartedly pursuing another healthier solution. So we stop the effort from the old, but we don't pursue anything else. Yeah. Um, so in, in terms of business, this concept applies to just about everything in life. 
So, for example, um, uh, we are all familiar with Ringling Brothers Circus. Last year, they went out of business after having their doors open for 146 years. The reason they went out of Mm. business is because they had problems with the uh, animal rights activists because people didn't like how they were treating the animals. But when Ringling Brothers finally went out of business, uh, they ended up spending they ended up being in court for 14 years spending 26 million dollars and when they went out of business and they asked them what happened why why didn't you just quit using animals in the circus uh they said that they couldn't they had to use animals in the circus because you can't have a circus without animals well this this is a fallacy it's a myth we know that you can have a very successful circus without animals because Cirque du Soleil is the most uh, successful circus in the world, and they never use animals. So once again, uh, Ringling Brothers went out of business because of this emotional commitment. They could not make this decision to detach from the use of animals because they felt that animals were so integral to the circus experience. All they had to do was quit using animals, still be in business today. 146 years later, mm. they are out. Wow. So you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them <laughs> in some respect. Yeah. There's some aspect of it that you just have to learn to let go of in order to. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that brings me to the the idea that when we're thinking about quitting, it doesn't necessarily mean that we are completely um, stepping away from the idea or the concept. Maybe we're quitting a specific strategy or a specific method that we're using to accomplish a goal. Yeah, that is true. So when when you want to quit something, that doesn't mean that you have to quit the goal itself. So it's going to vary in different situations what makes more sense for you. Uh, In other words, if you have a goal, now I suggest that people should create a life's goal. In other words, what is is your life about? What is your purpose? What are you here on the planet for? Once you figure that out, and and many people never figure that out, but once you figure that out, then you'll set yourself on a path to do that thing. And what I suggest in terms of quitting is um, two possibilities. One, the possibility that you have engaged in the wrong goal. If you have said, my, my life's goal is to become a concert pianist, and then you determine okay. that, well, you know what, I, I don't think that this is really right for me, or I don't think I have the skills for this, then you ought to quit that goal. On And the second possibility is that you still know for a fact that that is your destiny in life to be a concert pianist. However, there are things that you do along the way that take you off of that path. In other words, you start writing, you start uh, playing the um, guitar, or you start doing other things that derail you from your target. Then you may need to quit those things. It's like if you're on this journey to Mississippi and you take the turn to Ohio, you need to quit going toward Ohio, get back on the path toward Mississippi. So you have those two possibilities. 
if the goal itself has changed for some reason or become unattainable, you need to quit that goal, give that up, and create a new goal for yourself. And the second possibility is that that goal is still good, but there's things that are preventing you from reaching that goal, then you ought to quit those things because they're sidetracking. Wow, and that's important to discover because sometimes mm-hmm. you, could, you could be thinking that, oh, my gosh, it's, it's, I'm not the, this goal is not meant for me when, in fact, it's not the goal at all. It's the steps that you're taking to reach the goal that you need to reevaluate. So it's important because you could really – um, do yourself a disservice if you don't assess your methods for reaching the goal, you know, whether that's the wrong way to go um, or if it's the goal itself. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your book, Quit? What can we yeah, expect my book from is, that? Mm-hmm. My book is called Quit, The Last Principle of Success. And the idea behind the book is that if you are able to successfully to to quit things, to disengage from those things that are no longer working for you is going to help lead to your success. So um, as we've been talking about, we know that if you continue doing the things that are not working for you, then that's going to derail you from getting where you want to be. So my book um, describes a four-step process on how to be a successful quitter. In other words, Um, uh, All of the study and the research that I've done on the subject or the area of quitting, I was able to boil that down to four general categories to come up with this simple uh, four-step process. So reading the book, the the reader would be able to to get ideas in each one of those four categories on how to do certain things that are going to lead them to more success in their lives. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Um, You've helped some of our listeners already to discover uh, the idea behind the quitting concept, you know, and just making sure that you have strategy um, for your quitting and that you you are assessing your quitting techniques. We're going to take a little break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to listen to Ms. Sandra's Moment of Power. And then we'll hear some more from you, Dr. Stanley Robinson, in a moment. Y'all know what time it is. Get ready for Miss Sandra's moment of power. Mama's on. She's chopping them jewels. Mama's on. Better listen up and you'll grow. Good morning, queens and kings. How to be a successful quitter. As the song says, you got to know when to fold them. You need to know when it is time to bow out gracefully. I often say when and if possible as a business owner and or entrepreneur and all as well after years of pressing along with exhausting and sleepless nights, it is always better to bow out on a high note. It is better that your name lives on with people wishing you still exist, opposed to people saying some unkind words about you and or your business. It is challenging to know exactly when to bow out because everything is fondly looking like it is running smoothly, but you might be overexerting yourself doing all the jobs. Sometimes being a successful quitter comes with age and you have put in the work 
served well, along with a great savings, you can say so long, leaving with a wonderful taste in your client's mouth. Now, on the other hand, if things are not going the way that you might have thought it to be, or it might be the wrong business that you're in, you still need to know how to bow out before the hole gets too deep and you will take a longer time recovering from trying to hold on to pride. There might be something else better and bigger for you to grasp onto. Check the pros and cons. Meditate. Block out the noise. Block out the noise. Make a decision. Being successful at quitting should have some joy in the journey. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah 29, 11. Be blessed and happy Sunday to all. Thank you so much for that powerful message, Ms. Sandra. Um, one of the things that really stood out for me in your message is bowing out on a high note. Bowing out on a high note. What are your thoughts about that, Dr. Stanley? Yeah, uh, bowing out on a high note is very important. Some people might feel that quitting is, again, quitting is for losers, but we know that that's not true. Um, And I'll give you a couple of quick examples in in relation to this idea of bowing out on a high note. Uh, One is we know of Dwayne Johnson, who is, called The Rock in wrestling. Uh, The Rock was a very successful wrestler. In fact, he was one of the top wrestlers in the country at the top of his career. He decided that he wanted to quit the sport. He wanted to do something different. And he did, in fact, quit wrestling, and he became an action star. And now The Rock is one of the one of the most successful action stars um, in the industry. So it was he didn't quit because he was failing as a wrestler or because he was at the bottom of the, his game. In fact, he was at the top of his game. So he is a perfect example of quitting on a high note. Uh, the same thing happened with many other people. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger quit being an action star and became a governor. Again, he was one of the highest action stars and decided he wanted to quit doing that and do something else. Um, uh, there is a, um, uh, there's another person. And in fact, there's so many people who have decided to quit on a high note. Um, Oprah Winfrey quit uh, local TV. She was very successful. She quit that and became the queen of talk. So once again, she quit, at the peak of her career, uh, we know Robin Robin, uh, Robin Roberts did that and so many other folks. So quitting on a high note is a very important thing to do, and I think that we should not be deceived to think that you should only quit if things are going bad or things are going wrong. As a matter of fact, mm. the most successful people disengage from one thing so that they can move on to bigger and better things, and they do this co- continuously. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So would you say that, like your four-step system, that you should be able to evaluate and assess when it's time to go through the steps, you know, to determine your course of action in regards sure. to... Okay. Yeah, so so there are, you do need to think about whether or not, and, and in fact, this is part of my four-step process, the the first part, there's four 
steps, as we've mentioned. Step number one is to quit quickly. Uh, and that's what you're talking about now is like, you know, when to quit or how to uh, know if you should quit something. Yeah. Uh, in the book, yeah. I discuss eight, I give you eight uh, reasons when you should quit. Um, and, and I'll just give you a couple of them now. Uh, for example, uh, one reason that you you ought to think about quitting something is if the thing that you're doing is bringing you no better result. In other words, you're doing the thing continuously, but it's not get, moving you forward. You're not getting any better results from doing it. Then that's okay. a good time that you probably should quit doing that thing and try to think of something else that's going to be more productive. Uh, another okay. reason why you might should think about quitting is there's no future in what it is that you're doing. Um, and this doesn't matter if it's a relationship, there's no future in this relationship. You're at a job, that's a dead end. Uh, there's no future there. That is a good time when you ought to be thinking about quitting that thing. Uh, and, and another reason you may think about quitting is you dread doing the thing. Maybe you were going, maybe you loved it. Maybe you were passionate about it. And now you hit a brick wall and now you feel that you, when in the morning, you hate doing this. At night when you go to bed, all you can think about is you don't want to do it tomorrow. During the day when you're engaged in it, you think, I don't want to be doing it. You literally dread doing the thing. It's, it could be causing you uh, health issues. It could be causing you emotional mm. issues. If you dread doing the thing, that is a good time when you ought to think about quit doing that particular thing. Um, and then there are some other reasons why you ought to be quitting. But, uh, again, mm -hmm. in the book, I list eight reasons and to give a discussion mm -hmm. about when you ought to think about quitting something. I think that's great uh, because often when you have worked on, let's say, a project or you've worked at an organization for a certain amount of time, you do feel some level of guilt and shame for you know, and even a lack of responsibility for walking away. Let's say, for example, you're at a job and you're getting paid well, you know, and you're able to take care of your responsibilities, but you're not being fulfilled and it's affecting your health. You might feel some level of guilt and shame for, for wanting to walk away just because of how you're feeling. But from what I'm hearing from you and what I know to be true as well as a health coach is that it's it's still an important reason to walk away if it's not fulfilling you and, it, it, and if you're feeling a sense of dread, you know, because it's going to affect your health going forward and that is not good for the, you know, the big picture of it all. So right. I'm glad to hear from you. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was, I was just going to agree with what you just said, that um, nothing, nothing is worth your mental or physical health. Yeah. So even if you're at a at a job and you know there it is bringing some value to your life, right? You are bringing in a good income from it and able to take care of your responsibilities, but you're not being fulfilled and you're not happy there. It's definitely from according to what I'm hearing you say, it's time for you to reevaluate and develop a plan, a strategic plan as to how you're going to disengage from the um opportunity, you know, or the responsibility in a way that still positions you to move forward effectively, you know, being able to still yeah, take that, care of your responsibilities, et cetera. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, and that is another step in my four-step process. Um, I'm going to just tell you the four steps really quick. Uh, and okay. I use the acronym. <laughs> so I use the mm-hmm. acronym QUIT, Q-U-I-T, to describe the uh, – and help you re- remember the four steps. Q is for quit quickly. That means that you need to evaluate very fast if something is not working for you. The moment you recognize this thing doesn't work, you need to stop doing it, disengage, and and refocus your efforts. So Q is quit quickly. U is for understand the negative emotions. That's the number one thing that causes us not to quit. And, and we still do things that we should have quit, but we don't because of this stigma that's attached to the idea of quitting we want to we don't want to be looked up looked on as a loser uh so that's the you i is for initiate new goals if you're going to quit something and be successful you have to create some new goals for yourself and then t is to transform your behavior because once you disengage from something you stop doing something you create new goals you can't keep using you can't keep doing the same things that you were doing before because apparently they didn't work, is which is why you need to quit doing it in the first place. So you've got okay. to be able to transform your behavior. So that's Q-U-I-T, quit quickly, understand negative behaviors, initiate new goals, and then transform your behavior. So what you were just talking about a minute ago relates to step number three, which is initiate new goals. And that means that if you do quit something, you can't. You do have to create some new goals, some new plans. You've got to reposition yourself because the whole idea behind quitting is that you let go of the things that are not working so that you make room and you give yourself more time to engage in the things that will work for you. Mm, I love it. So um, a, it's the key word, a successful quitter. That's yeah, 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 absolutely. Because you can be a quitter, and many people quit things. um, But if you want to be a successful quitter, then you have to do more than just stop. I'm done, right? (laughs) Right, okay, okay. I like that. Quit, cue, quit quickly, understand negative emotions, initiate new goals, and transform your behavior. So there's a process to it all. You know, you have to make a decision, um, and you have to use a strategy, a strategy. So I I love it. And what I'm hearing you say is, you know, above all, everything that we go through, we learn in it, you know, and we're there, we're present, things happen. You want to take what you learn from the experience because it's not for naught that you went through what you went through. And I think that's the big part that brings up the um, the, – negative emotion aspect of it is that you start having all of these regrets about your decision. So let's say, and even be at the, the, take the position that you're in or have the relationship that you're having, or, you know, make the move that you made, like you start to have these regrets about the decision and that's the negative emotion. But what I'm hearing you say is no, we don't, we, 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 we learn from what we've experienced and then we take what we learned into the new goals. Yeah. Yeah. What you just said is a very powerful point. And that is that all of our experiences propel us forward. So if I want to engage in something today, 
the thing that's going to make me successful or lead to my success today is the knowledge and the experiences that I have accumulated in the past. Whenever you want to do something, you're going to get more information. So the success comes from taking the new information, coupling that with your old experiences, and that is going to lead to your success. So what you said is very, very powerful. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Dr. Stanley. I think, you know, I think that that's like, to me, for me, that's been key to, as you said, to, to level up and to, to, for the evolutionary process. Otherwise, if you don't take anything with you, you're starting back at A, you know, because you don't have any of those lessons. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And, and whether people recognize it or not, you always have something to take with you. It's just a matter of your attitude toward what is happening mm. in your life. See, some people mm. don't recognize that your experiences are good, even if it was a bad experience. Um, we know that that inventors, uh, people who do things all the yeah. time, we know that they don't succeed on their first try. You're not going to invent no. the automobile the first time you do it. You're not going to invent the electric light bulb or a successful heart transplant the first time you do it. So those experiences, even though the outside world may look at it as a failed attempt, in reality, you should be looking at that as a successful attempt that helped you figure out what didn't work. And if you can figure out what didn't work, you'll be one step closer to figuring out what does work. Absolutely. I really feel like that's um, one of the things that people who don't succeed with their goals, they really get wrong uh, in terms of the, uh, the ability to succeed. They, they kind of feel like there's, some, there's a level of perfection in, in the um, aspect of winning that there isn't. You know, they really, that's such a huge fallacy. Um, people who, who succeed, they make more mistakes than people who don't. And they, it's about how they, uh-huh, you, something you want to add? Um, yeah, I was, I was just going to uh-huh. say, yeah, you're right. That, that is why quitters win. So um, yeah. there's several reasons why people who quit are, are winners. And why people who quit are successful, and you just hit on one of those reasons. One of the reasons why quitters win is that they try more things. In other words, yeah. if you do something and you never quit that thing, you only do that one thing all of your life, you're only going to be capable of doing that one thing. However, if you are able to disengage from things and try new things, you're going to have much more success in your life. Uh, if a person, um, let's just take person A versus person B. Person A tried two things in their life, and one of the things they got right and one of the things they didn't. Okay, good. They had a 50% um, you know, success rate. Success rate. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, the person B tried 20 things, and they got five of those things Right. Well, person B had a a lower success rate, except person B is going to be much more successful because they've accomplished many more things than person Mm -hmm. A. So the idea is that 
you do have to do things. You have to try things. And it's okay to stop doing one thing and try another. It's okay to disengage from one goal and and shoot for another goal because the more things you try, the more success you're going to achieve. Yes, because the more you learn, too, in your success, so you have you have more data, <laughs> I feel. Right. Right. You know, when you try different things, you have more data. Um, you, you, you brought up something that made me think about the addiction to winning and how you have to eliminate the addiction to winning in order to be mm-hmm. successful. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, well, well, again, you, you bring up another good point. Um, there are – so this, uh, this is a very good concept that you just mentioned that applies, uh, for example, in the business world. You have business leaders. You have managers who are addicted to winning, um, and – there is, um, if you recall, uh, some time ago, we, the United States, was engaged in a war, uh, and it was the Vietnam War. We had become sucked into the war because of a policy that the United States had they, that was called the domino theory, and they wanted to try to bring down or effect the collapse of communism around the world. And when we got sucked into the war, we realized pretty quickly that the, it was going very bad. Um, our soldiers were being demoralized. They were being beaten. And people told – the advisors told the president at that time that we need to get out. We need to quit. But the president would not. He could not quit. He could not get out of that war because he felt that – we, if he'd gotten out, he'd lose all of the the things that he put in. In other words, he was addicted to winning. He could. Yeah. He said that if the United States pulled out of the war, we would be looked at as losers, and the United States can't be a loser. So, in this guy's mind, the president's mind, we lost thousands, tens of thousands of additional troops in that war because he could not see himself as a, quote, loser. He couldn't quit because of his addiction to winning. And in fact, I'm afraid the United States in general um, has this problem. Ooh, really? Wow. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. It's kind of a paradox, though, because it's like, huh, what do you mean, a, like an addiction to winning? But when you look at it from that perspective, because you're, you're, you're winning – per se one one thing perhaps but how much are you at what cost you know are you winning right. if there's some at there's some point that you really have to take a look at you know like let's say for example if you are um a a, a restauranteur and you know you are getting gaining your five stars you know you need those five stars you know to because let's mm-hmm. say in order for you to get those five stars you are demoralizing your um, your workers, you know, the people, your employees. You know, right. are you really winning in the grand scheme of things? You got the stars, but what about the quality, you know, the Michelin stars? That's right. Thank you, sis. What about the quality of your, your restaurant and, you know, the integrity? You know, so you could be winning – on one level, but still losing. And so that you have, there has to become an assessment. You have to do an assessment to determine, you know, if what you're winning is worth what you're losing as well. So do yeah, you have any and, idea? And, 
Mm-hmm. Well, we, we of course we we all know that um, it's okay to win. In fact, we all want to be winners. We all want to be uh, achieve success. So that's fine, and that's a great thing. But what you're saying is is absolutely correct, and that is that you have to evaluate everything. So if you whatever it is you're doing is is problematic, then you may need to think about disengaging from that thing. Because winning at all costs, and again, in business, this happens all the time in boardrooms and in conference rooms around the country where mm-hmm. uh, people, managers uh, are in these meetings, and they are so concerned about winning that they end up doing things that are corrupt, immoral, illegal, and people are falling all over the place. And again, uh, at this particular time in history, we see this almost daily on the news where somebody is going down for something that they've done all because they wanted to win. Mm. Wow. Yeah. It, it, I, I think that one of the things that you made me realize is the importance of looking deeper, you know, and going beyond what we see on the surface. Um, because success it doesn't always appear, you know, like our model of what it means to be successful, you know. So that's something that we have to think about, too. Like, where is your integrity in, in relationship to your desire to be successful? You know, at what cost, you know, are you willing to 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 get the gold. <laughs> That's something right. definitely that, that has to be considered. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah I, I think that's true. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like, you know, we are making choices based on our values as well. When we're, when we're thinking about the concept of being a successful quitter, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes, that that is true. Um, and there is there's a discussion in the book about that idea that we're doing okay. things based on our value. Um, there is a there's a concept actually that is called the perceived value dilemma, and that is that when we attach a value to something, our perception of that value may not line up with the reality. So we do things because of the value that we perceive of the thing that we're doing. And um, I'll give you a quick example of that. Um, There's a story in the book about this uh, guy. He's a surgeon. He ended up uh, having a heart attack, so he was not able to perform his duties any longer. His wife, who was an attorney, she wanted to take over the um, business because he he ran a a very large operation. she was not equipped to do that because she didn't have the skills uh, because she, she had not studied medicine. But she wanted to – she attached a very high value to the, the uh, medical practice. And based on the value that she attached to this thing, she continued to try to pursue the practice and try to manage it. Uh, so she ended up working in this thing for a long time uh, when she should have quit when he uh, when he had his heart attack, she should have quit and just maybe sold the practice or figured out something else to do. But instead, mm-hmm. 
the value that she attached to this thing was so great that she continued to sink money and time, and as a result, she they lost thousands of additional dollars, and she lost time that she could have been spending rehabilitating her husband. So the, the idea of the perceived value dilemma says that the value that you attach to the thing, if it does not line up with the reality uh, of the situation, then you should not be doing that, and that's a time when you ought to be quitting. Okay. Okay. That's a great example. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and, and that comes into the whole negative emotion as well, right? Is just yes. understanding the negative emotion. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that's true. Um, because the, 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 the idea behind the negative emotion, this, this emotional attachment to things happen for various reasons. And that is one of the reasons why the negative emotions happen is because you, we, of the value we, we perceive a thing to be. Um, so that's going to make it more difficult for us to give that thing up. Um, and that's where the emotional uh, attachment comes in. Uh, there's other situations as well. There's something called the sunk cost fallacy where let's just say for example you own a car and that car has now uh i don't know the engine went out on the car and you spend you know x amount of dollars to get a new engine for the car uh, let's say you spent i don't know two thousand dollars and you got a new engine and then tomorrow something else happens to the car now the car is now gone it's dead i mean it's not going to work for you however because of the sunk the uh, sunk cost fallacy, which means that um, we look at what we've spent, what we put into the mm, thing, and mm, that impacts okay. our decision. So, in other words, instead of giving up the car, we say, "Well, I, I, I can't give up the car because I spent two thousand dollars yesterday to repair the um, the engine for the car." But in reality, you would be better off if you give up the car. But because we are now, we have this emotional attachment because of what we've so invested in the past. Right. Right. Mm. So, but in reality, you should give up the car because even though you invested the $2,000 yesterday, if you invest more money today, it's not going to bring back the $2,000. If you buy a new car, it's not going to bring back the $2,000. So the idea of the um, this uh, sunk cost fallacy is that, we should not be making decisions today about what we spent yesterday. We should be don't look to the past to make your decisions. Look to the future. That's that, and I can definitely see how you know you can. Again, though, we, we to the whole. Um, there are lessons you learn. You're always learning something, and so you're not going to just be. You know, there's no total loss. Yeah, and that's important mm-hmm. for us to understand that if we quit. There's not, there's never a total loss. So, you know, if you need to quit to get ahead, then feel free to do so. Um, it doesn't matter what, you know, the time and energy that you invested in the past, you're not, you're not, it wasn't a loss. You know, you shouldn't have any regrets about it. Um, you did what you could or you thought was best at the time. And you, I feel like you actually benefit your efforts more when you walk away as soon as you realize it's time to walk away because you feel, I feel like you maximize your learning 
from the experience. You take you um, take away a better energy about the experience, so it leaves a better taste in your mouth. And so I, I also feel like you could devalue all the things that you've learned by holding on for too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and I agree with that. The most successful people on the planet fast and they quit often. In other words, as soon as they recognize that something doesn't work, they stop doing it. It, it, We actually have laws that are set up that are designed to help people quit things and become more successful. For example, we have something referred to as a bankruptcy law. Millionaires and billionaires, they they start businesses, um, and they don't start one business. Because you're not going to start one business and, you know, this is now a billion-dollar business, right? You're going to have to start something. It didn't work. You quit doing that. You start something else. It didn't work. You quit doing that. And you continue on that journey until you get where you want to be. So we have these laws, these bankruptcy laws that are set up. The bankruptcy law, in fact, in the legal realm, we refer to the bankruptcy law as a fresh start. Well, you got a fresh start because you've invest, you started this business. Now you can quit this business. You don't have to pay those debts back. You're done with that, and you start a new business. So we actually have laws to help people become successful by quitting. By quitting, by taking taking their sweat equity with them. <laughs> that's awesome. All of that they learned into the next venture. I think that's that's phenomenal. Yeah, yes, but but poor people, see, poor people don't do that. We don't take advantage of those laws. We think that we've got to keep doing it. We've got to stick with it. You know, we've got to pay back all these bills. People who are rich, wealthy, million, billions of dollars, they take advantage of every opportunity. The laws are there. The law says that you can quit that business, and when you do, you don't have to pay back those debts. You don't have to do anything. You you go to the courts. You file the papers. You're done, and you move on. Yeah, they're not afraid to lose. That's it. They're not afraid to lose, and you know, and that's a big issue. I think that people, why people hold on for too long, is think that they're 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 stuck on status. They think that everyone is going to judge them as a loser, um, and loser to you know can mean that you're weak, you're unable to handle situations. But in fact, it could just mean that you recognize the situation doesn't have any more potential for growth. And so you, you cut your losses, you know, and then you take with you because you, you have to keep your spirit as an entrepreneur, as anyone who is out there pursuing anything, you have to keep your spirit about you, you know, with you, you know, your inspiration. And if you stay in a situation for too long that really you, should, you, you need to step away from, then your spirit kind of goes down a little you know, in that, and then you can lose motivation, you know, your will to move on can all, can get caught up in your inability to let go as soon as you need to. So. Yes. And, and, and the idea, the word, the word loser is, is problematic, you know, for most people because nobody wants to be thought of as a loser. Now what, what we've done in this country is we've made the word loser and the word quit synonymous. In other words, quitting Ugh. equates to losing. If you are a quitter, you are a loser. Therefore, if I call you a quitter, I just insulted you because I'm calling you a loser. And that's the problem with the idea of quitting. 
because yeah. in fact, we, ha- we have we have saying some- behind it. <laughs> mm-hmm. We have the whole saying: well, "Quitters never win." Absolutely, um, and and that's the problem because in fact that is wrong. Quitters win all the time, as we've been discussing. However, the problem is that we've created this stigma that we've attached to the word quit, and therefore we look at quitting as something bad when, in fact, quitting is a good thing. Couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, it's so divine that we're having this this discussion because we have, and I'm announcing it officially today, decided to um, end the Queen Stands Up radio show as of August the 4th, 2019. We've been doing the show for four years. Um, it'll be four years on that date and it's been great. You know, we've discussed a lot of topics, you know, um, one of the main things that was the focal point was self-development within the group that, you know, we connected to, to come together to bring the show to life. It was about self-development and that was done to develop the skill of consistency, you know, to, um, and develop a strategic, you know, step to help make the show successful, you know, a plan, an outline. And so, yeah, so we decided that we feel like we've talked about as much as we could possibly talk about, you know, and that we want to move in another direction. You know, um, I recently got my health coaching certification as well. So I really intend to focus in that direction, but, you know, at first it was kind of like we've been doing this for four years and we're like, you know, it's a, it's a part of our routine, but we've taken away so much from it. As, like I said, we, we developed the consistency with being on the show. Um, we learned how to be committed even when it wasn't convenient, you know, um, so there's that. But we feel like it's time to move on. So. Well, I feel, I feel um, honored to be part of <laughs> your, uh, your final season uh, with the show, and I, I feel I, I think that um, I really appreciate the fact that I, I'm able to uh, share some information that might actually help you guys in your transition, because the uh, again the notion of quitting sometimes we don't do things. One one of the things that I try to do with my book, and this is this is something that uh that, that that's in the book as a description of the concept itself. Uh the concept of quitting is designed to help free people from the stigma and the shame attached to quitting. So in other words, I want to be able to liberate people. I want people to be free to quit. If you want to change directions, you want to do something else um, in your life, you should feel free to do that. You should not feel prohibited because of this idea that quitting is a bad thing. So I applaud you uh, for your efforts on that. Thank you. Thank you. And, yeah, there's been some tug of war war about, you know, ending the show, but um, in terms of, like, you know, commitment, like, because that's a big word, commitment, you know, just being committed um, to something is a very uh, veered characteristic to have, right, to be committed. And some people shy away from commitment, you know, the, the word commitment itself and the idea of commitment. But I do feel like we are honoring our commitment because we are not just, we didn't just say when we made the decision 
that we're going to end the show. We didn't just say, okay, guys, <laughs> tomorrow's our last show. You know, so next Sunday's our last show. We actually, you know, we thought about it. We meditated on it. Um, we assessed it. We weighed our, um, I don't want to say, not our loss, but we, we, we took a look at exactly all of the things that you mentioned on today's show. Um, and specifically, you know, why understanding the nest, the need to quit quickly, you know, we definitely put in some, um, like a, a parameter, like we'll quit if this, if, we, if, if this, if this happens, then we'll stay. But if this doesn't happen, then we'll leave, you know? And so it didn't happen. So we left, we're, we're deciding to leave. We, we're understanding our negative emotions about, you know, the idea of, leaving, you know, not being committed. We were committed to this. We've done it cons- consistently for the last four years. And we're, do- we're leaving in a way that is well-planned and thought out. And we're leaving and taking with us the wisdom that we learned from the show and applying it to our next venture. So total gain, you know. So, um, and then the, yeah, the I, last I, thing. Yeah, Go I, ahead. I, I, well, I would say it's definitely um, not a loss because uh, the, based on what you just said, two of the things that you had just mentioned is uh, two of the steps. One is initiate new goals. So you said that you thought it out and you, you came up with an idea or a plan um, to proceed in terms of what you're going to do next. So you've, you've yeah. completed step number three. You've initiated your new goals. And then step number four, which is transform your behavior, you said that you were going to take the things that you learned and use those to uh, continue on on your path and your journey. Um, and that is step number four, transforming your behavior by using the things that you have learned uh, to propel you, yourself to uh, to more success. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So I just think it's great that, you know, you're on – you're confirming. I feel like you, the message that you brought here today is confirming everything that we have, um, the step, all of the steps that we have taken to get to this decision at this moment in time. So thank you for the confirmation, um, and thank you for all of the wisdom that you shared with us on today. Where can our listeners go to find your book, uh, Dr. Stanley? Uh, the book is called Quit. The Last Principle of Success. So they can just go on Amazon and type that in, quit the last principle of success. Or if you forget that, just go to my website, thequitdoctor.com. Awesome. I love that. And I really enjoyed connecting today. And I know that you have added value to our listening experience today. So, you know, thank you for all of your um, effort <laughs> that you have made toward bringing this concept to the masses and helping people to have to better identify with the word quit and, and being a successful quitter in general. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me on and, um, you know, Godspeed and good luck with everything that you guys are doing. And, um, you know, for those, uh, those listeners out there in your audience, um, I'd like to just say that uh, the word quit or the concept of quitting is not a negative thing. You should feel free to disengage from anything that is not working and refocus your efforts, and you should do it qu- as quickly as possible. I say, and so let it be. 
And we want to just go ahead and say, you know, we have listeners from all over the world, and we love and appreciate you all for being with us this far and helping us on this journey. We've taken away so much from this experience. We hope that we have inspired you to believe in yourselves and to go be the change that you wish to see out there in the world. So thank you again. Thank you so much, Dr. Stanley G. Robertson, um, for coming on and discussing your book, Quit. Dr. Stanley is the quit doctor. Until next time, beautiful people, be well. Today's show was such a blessing. Join us next Sunday, March 24th at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we discuss the show topic of Reinvent Your Career. Our guest host will be Diane Huff. To learn more about Diane, visit her website at www.dianehuff.com. Huff is spelled H-U-T-H. Until next time and always, beautiful people, be blessed and queens, stand up. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.